Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Youngkins here, and in today's episode, we are going to discuss shoes for training. Now, you may be thinking, like, Joel, really, we're going to talk about shoes in the gym, like what we should be wearing. Uh, this may be, like, kind of a surprise to you. You may also be somebody on the fence, like, hey, like, I see all these people wearing these different shoes in the gym. What should I be wearing? Like, why is this one person... Why do they wear Chuck Taylors? Why is the next person going barefoot or wearing them like Vibram shoes where your toes stick out? Um, you know, some people wear like work boots. Some people just have like the regular tennis shoes on. Um, that, so maybe something already have on your mind being questioned. It could be something that you're doing. Maybe you're wearing a specific shoe for a certain exercise and it might not be a great option and you may switch it up. So we're going to talk about shoes today. Um, a couple little disclaimers before we get going. Um, you know, if you don't have the specific, the specific footwear that I'm going to talk about today, this does not mean that you cannot properly train without these specific shoes. Uh, we're just going to cover the shoes just to explain some of the benefits and maybe some of the drawbacks to some of these shoes. Also like another little kind of, um, disclaimer is, you know, these shoes really aren't going to make a huge difference if you're a true beginner in in training in the gym. So if you're new to the whole gym thing and, you know, you, you don't even have a year of consistent hard training, uh, don't worry about the shoes yet. These This will be something kind of later down the road for you. But if you're, you know, you've been after it for a few years, at least, um, you're looking for a little bit more out of your training, you know, just to kind of enhance the experience and to, um, you know, maybe just make, not just a, to enhance your experience, but to maybe get a little bit more out of your training too. Um, you know, pay attention here. We'll cover some shoes and hopefully answer some questions and, 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 and things like that. So, um, and the last little kind of like disclaimer is we're going to talk just about gym workout shoes. Um, obviously if you're a runner, and you're running outside or on the treadmill, you know, obviously make sure you have proper running shoes. If you're a cyclist and you cycle a lot, probably a good idea to get um, fitted with the right type of cycling shoes, you know, whether they're clip-ins or whatnot. But um, we'll just be speaking about shoes and footwear that will be worn inside of the, uh, a traditional gym. So um, let's get into it. The first type of shoe we're going to talk about is... Uh, this one's probably going to be dependent on like maybe your age group or where you're located in the world of what you call them. But these would be more of like what we call tennis shoes, sneakers, uh, cross trainers. We could put in this category and even like basketball shoes. These would basically be like athletic type shoes that have like a soft, squishy bottom. So you wear them like you can run. You kind of feel like there's like some absorption in them. Um these types of shoes are good for like movement based training or your conditioning. So things like, uh, box jumps, plyo work, even medicine ball work. Um, if you're like pushing sleds or running with uh, a sled or really any type of like gym conditioning work, these shoes would be awesome for these. They'd be fine, especially like a good cross trainer. Um, you know, there's certain like even like, uh, CrossFit has made popular like Metcon type shoes like Reebok used to have them now I think Nike has them I've never worn them but a lot of those will be good for these types of movement 
Um, and But what they're not great for and what a lot of people do with these types of shoes is they're not great for lifting. So when you're strength training and you're on a stable surface, um, so like the floor, and you're looking to produce force with your feet, uh, these would not be a great option because like when you have a shoe with a lot of cushion on it, that that cushion kind of like it basically disperses the force production. So what you want is like when you go to press and like say you're doing a squat or a deadlift, um, that little bit of cushion, one, like when you go to push, it kind of like it's not great for connecting to the ground. You want your feet to be like stable in the ground so that your their force goes directly into the ground. When there's that cushion, you kind of lose a little bit of that force production. Again, not really super important for a beginner and even intermediate, but the more, the longer you're into this whole training thing, again, it can kind of really help your lifts, um, kind of give you a better feel for the ground. And um, the more experience you get, the more you'll kind of learn to appreciate that. If you're a beginner, you may just kind of think I'm crazy and really nitpicking. But when you do exercises like squats, deadlift, rows, things where your feet are planted in the ground and you need some stabilization, um, even some like heavy dumbbell work, um, they're really beneficial if you're doing like any kind of standing shoulder work with dumbbells. Also, it could be kind of beneficial too, uh, especially if you're more experienced. And But, you know, if you're doing machine work, like say you're doing leg curls where your feet are off the ground and they don't really have any like any any contact with the ground, uh, you can kind of wear whatever shoes you want on machines. But yeah, basically, the cushion's great for, for movement-based stuff. Um, they're more comfortable. They're a little bit you know easier for, for running and jumping and things like that. But when you're looking to get strong and produce force, that cushion um, can be a little bit negative. And also, like, because it is soft, like if you have like a heavy barbell on your back and you're lifting, because of that squishiness, your foot can kind of roll in your shoe a little bit, which would kind of maybe cause a little bit of, like, Again, it creates more of an unstable environment, which we don't want, but that unstable environment could also like kind of give you a weird feel for the squat, like where your body is at in space. Um, so that would be like tennis shoes, sneakers, cross trainers, um, and basketball shoes. So moving on, we're going to talk about uh, what we call flats. So this would be like a skateboarding shoe, like a, a Converse. Um, I personally wear Vans like a skateboarding shoe that's flat. I like lifting in, in vans often a lot of the times, but anything with like a flat surface, uh, the same kind of uh, thought process. You can put barefoot training. Um, barefoot just meaning like basically you're, you're training in, in socks. You don't have to go actually barefoot. And you don't have to buy the fancy Vibram shoes um, that form to your toes. Uh, socks are fine. Some people like the... The barefoot type shoe because it's a rubber base at the bottom they just like having a little bit more grip on the floor but that's like if for people that are pretty much doing like sumo deadlifts um or if they kind of squat really wide they may prefer that uh, but you definitely don't need those it's just more you know personal if you cho chose to go that route um, another flat option could be again kind of going back to like that crossfit type shoe there's and i can't really speak for experience but those could probably be a decent option. The ones that are, they're like a trainer shoe, but I think they're more supposed to like be designed with, um, for lifting. 
So they kind of look like a cross trainer, but they seem to be pretty flat and stable at the bottom. So if you have a pair of those or you find those that you like, probably would be a decent option for you. Um, but so what's good with these shoes? Like what's the what's good? What's bad? Um, so these have limited cushion compared to the shoes we talked about before, the the sneakers and, and tennis shoes. So again, this just provides that more stable base. So the same reason like skateboarders would wear them on a skateboard to have really good like contact with the board. You're getting that same kind of contact to the ground. So again, these are good for exercises like squats, deadlift, rows, dumbbell work. You can even use them on bench press. Like if you actually know how to use like proper leg drive on, on benching, fantastic for, for that as well. Because you're limiting the cushion and you're able to just apply the force right to the ground. There's no, the, the force doesn't disperse outwards through the foam. Uh, but these sh types of shoes aren't always great for jumping, doing conditioning work. The same things that were good with the athletic shoes, um, these shoes wouldn't necessarily be great. You can use them, um, but it's, again, not the best option. Um, so flats are really good, barefoot, um, for strength training and getting strong. Kind of think flats and barefoot. Um, okay, the third shoe we're going to talk about is going to be what we call an Olympic lifting shoe. And um, these shoes are very similar in the concept of the flat, um, lifting like in a flat shoe because the bottom's very flat. They're also kind of heavy that they kind of, they have like, they feel like they're weighted down. So that's to create a very stable surface from where the foot meets the ground. Uh, but the Olympic lifting shoe, what this does, what's primarily different is there is a heel lift. And this could be anything from, I think, like half of an inch up to like three quarters of an inch. Um, it's been a while since I looked at the measurements, but that, off the top of my head, that's kind of where I think they are. Um, and these shoes are designed for Olympic lifting. So if you do Olympic lifting, um, these are what these shoes are intended for. Uh, if you know my coaching style, I'm not a huge advocate for Olympic lifting for athletes. I'm, a, I'm an advocate for Olympic lifting for Olympic lifters that compete in that sport. Or if you just generally want to um, train those lifts for the sake of training them, kind of as like a, a hobby or like a recreational sport for you, then that's awesome. Uh, those lifts are highly um, technical. So... The power clean and the snatch, those are very technical lifts to perform. Um, they're excellent lifts, but just for athletic development, I just prefer not to use them. We use other things for that. But these shoes also are good for squatting. And, well, they can be good, great for squatting. Not everybody likes them. But because of the heel lift in the shoe and the stable environment, um, you know, you can get a little bit more out of your squat. So they kind of help target your quads a little more. So if you want to train your quads a little harder in the squat versus like a flat shoe, you have to kind of like sit back a little more and you may train a little bit more hips, glutes, and hamstrings in the squat, kind of putting more pressure, like, yeah, essentially more in your hips and glutes to where the heel lift will just kind of help keep a little bit more pressure in your quads when you're training the squat. They can also help you squat deeper. So especially if you're either a taller person or you have really long femurs compared to your torso length. Um, these will help you reach depth a little easier, which could help potentially um, 
again, not just enhance your training experience, but give you a little bit more um, benefit out of the squad, you know, basically allowing better execution. Um, these shoes can be quite expensive, um, but once you buy them, like you'll have them for a long time. They don't go bad because you're not wearing them out and about or, you know, you really shouldn't be wearing them to the track or going grocery shopping. So like these just kind of stay in the gym or in your gym bag. Um, but if you don't want to like spend the money on these or you think you may want to use them, but you're not sure what you could do is put like a five to 10 pound, um, metal plate under your heels when you lift. So like when you walk the squat out, just kind of put the blades on the floor. When you walk the bar out, you can just set your heels right on these plates, squat from there. Um, obviously do these like from a warm up. Don't do them on like a top set for the workout and then decide to try because it'll be uh, a really weird feel. I personally wear Olympic lifting shoes when I squat. Um, I get a much better feel. I'm also the type I'm a. I'm 6'1", not super tall, but taller than the average person, and I have longer femurs. So these shoes just help my help me lift. I used them when I competed in powerlifting. Um, they do feel a little bit weird at first. It's going to take you a session or two. So if you're trying to mess with, you know, a 5 to 10 pound plate, um, it's not quite the same as the heel lift, but you'll kind of get the idea if you like that feeling better. You can also use some sort of a wedge. Uh, to kind of wedge your feet up, just don't go super steep. And because um, if you start getting too steep, it's going to kind of take a lot of stability out of your squat and uh, potentially hurt you. And then also to start putting a lot of pressure, probably more down towards your knees. So you have to kind of be careful with that. Um, so you could try that for like a cheap option if you're interested in Olympic lifting shoes. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, people have some people have wore like work boots in in the gym because they're afraid of like dropping weights on their feet. If you feel that's necessary, then go ahead, like wear a steel toe. Um, eventually, sooner or later, you're going to probably drop a weight on your foot happens to the best of us. And um, but you don't definitely need work boots. Um, some people just prefer them. Uh, so you may see that that's kind of more of an old school thing though. that's kind of going away. Um, yeah, that's really the three types of main shoes to think of, um, and to consider. Um, so hopefully, yeah, that's either clears up some confusion, maybe expands your knowledge a little bit, you know, more as far as what, um, what types of options are, are out there for you, um, for, you know, your future training. And, um, and yeah, these aren't very super important like aspects, but again, if you're not a beginner and you want to mess around with your footwear, definitely take what I've said today in consideration, uh, definitely can help at least just make, you know, add a couple little percentage points to your training and just to make it a little bit better. Um, also it could also, in some cases, like if you're really struggling somewhere, um, you know, the change of footwear can, can make drastic, you know, improvements in case to case, but I don't want to sit here and make huge promises. That's going to, you know, totally change the game for you. So kind of a fun little episode, something a little different. This is something, you know, you don't have to be a racer to get use out of, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to share these things with you today just to help your education. If you want to find out more or, Look for more coaching opportunities and, and resources. Make sure to go to my website. It's jytraining.com.
And yeah, we'll catch you in the next episode.